This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I am just delighted to welcome Lauren Hassan to the show. Lauren is going to talk about the power of investing in yourself. Lauren, I am thrilled that you're here. You know, we have sort of had similar orbits for many years, but a mutual friend introduced us. How cool is that? I love it when women introduce us to other powerful women. So I'm just thrilled to be on your show today. Well, thank you. And we'll give that virtual shout out to Linda Calvin, our mutual friend who brought us together. So Linda, thank you. If you're listening, we're, we're delighted that, that you brought us together. So Lauren, you are the founder of Develop Her, an award-winning career development platform that has truly empowered thousands of women in tech to get ahead and stand out and earn more in their careers. What really brought you into the space of championing women? I, I came into the space because this is what I needed 10 years ago. Uh, 10 years ago, I had found myself laid off at the end of the Great Recession with not a lot going in my, my direction. In fact, I couldn't even get an interview for a minimum wage paying job. And it was just a low moment. And I took a number of steps uh, the, to, to really invest in my, my career growth. And the result was I got I not only got back into tech starting all over from ground zero, but within two years, I was top of field. My, my work had been featured in Apple keynotes. I'd won the award at, company-wide award at an international agency four times. I'd won the South by Southwest Hackathon two years in a row. And I was uh, probably the pinnacle as I was one of 100 tech innovators worldwide invited to attend the UKJ Innovation Conference. And it was just, I'd gone from nothing. But, but on top of that, you think if that's enough, at the end of that, I found out that a male peer with no credentials was making exactly what I was making. And yeah. even worse, he'd been hired at 50% more than me. Um, and so I went out and I did something about it. And you talk about the power of investing in yourself. Well, I really harnessed the power of investing in myself. I went out and learned how to negotiate. I tripled my salary in two years. And, and I looked around and said, someone needs to do this for other women. And I didn't see anything that was really tailored for, for women in tech. And, and I initially helped women in tech. I helped women in business, medicine, finance, law. Um, and, and it was because it's what I needed so long ago. I love that, right? Because you knew this is what I need and how can I help other women? And you, you started a movement, my friend. I mean, you have inspired women around the world. And what I love as a, as a career development and leadership coach, you're helping women find their, their value and also inspiring them to continually grow. So what do you do? You know, you're, you're at the, at the top of the game, but you constantly reinvest in yourself. Tell me more about that. I invest in myself in so many different ways and full disclosure, every time I invest in myself, I have a catch my breath moment where I, there's fear. Every time I invest in myself, it scares me a little bit. I don't like parting with money any more than anyone else does. But in looking back um, and investing in myself, you know, hiring a negotiation coach, hiring career coaches um, along the way, going to different events to retool and learn new skill sets. My only regret looking back is that I didn't invest in myself sooner. And mm. that's something that I've I've done throughout 
my career, you know, my first big investment was going to college um, and getting a degree and then coming out and hiring a career coach and negotiation coach. I've brought a lot of coaches alongside me. And of course, I'm speaking to the choir, you know, the value in a coach. But I also I'm part of membership communities uh, to surround myself with like minded individuals. I am a perpetual learner. I love online learning. Um, and and th- that's why I've rolled out with developer online training to to help retool and teach these essential soft skills to get ahead. But I do a lot of online learning myself. Um, and then, you know, something that's just really important to me is mental health care. I, I invest in professional counseling because if I can't take care of myself first and foremost and self-care and mental health care, like I can't even begin to take care of my career. I'm so proud of you. And thank you for saying that. You know, I think often women don't prioritize themselves first. We're always giving and helping others. And frankly, we can't do it for others unless we focus on ourselves first. So thank you for giving us permission to do that. I'm eager to talk about your negotiation coach. Again, one of your passions is to bridge that gender gap in inequity about what we're paid. And I I totally relate to your story about you know, the guy that has the same role, fewer the credentials and and gets paid more. That has happened in many stages of my career, but you are moving the needle. So tell me about the negotiation coach. How did that help you? Yeah. So, so the negotiation coach was the start, but a lot of it was learning through doing um, and me reading a lot of, uh, of, of online material, taking some courses on it. Um, and, and really what I've done is I've come around and I packaged it all together into everything that I learned. And I'll tell you, Caroline, some of my most valuable information came from me learning the hard way how not to do it. Falling flat on my face, ugly crying with tears, and then picking myself back up, learning from that, what can I do better? And then trying again and getting a better result. Um, and so it was all of that coming together to really figure out what's what's the best methodology uh, to, to, to use to not only get ahead, but really earn what you're worth. You know, I love that. And I, I just chuckling about the ugly cry. That's a term that my friends and I use. And it's, it's therapeutic, isn't it? The ugly cry. There's something special about that. So thanks for being real. But you're right, we fail forward. And that's how we recover and learn. Absolutely. And every failure that I've had in my life, like, in the moment, it does not feel good. And and I am very well known for talking about the ugly moments in my career and ugly crying that's happened a lot. But the difference is, is I picked myself back up and you, the difference between failing and failure is failing is something that's just going on moment temporarily. Failure is something that, that is permanent and you're only failure only happens when you give up. Um, I've never given up. I just keep trying and trying again and making iteration after iteration. And I'll tell you, it took, it took, took me turning down a lot of jobs that just weren't a good fit and being told no to my face. But now I'm living out how I define success. I've got a fantastic job. I am, I have more than quintupled my base salary in the last nine years, my base salary that that doesn't even count stock bonus on top of that. Um, I'm living out how I define success. and, And that's, that's not, some giant quantum leap that I made overnight, but it was, you know, steady progress that I made consistently over time. 
I love that. And you talk about the power of taking those small actions. I, I call them baby steps. So walk us through what that looks like, because I, I can just imagine millions of women listening to this are saying, oh my gosh, that's awesome. She's incredible. How do I get there, right? How do I break that down and take those small actions that lead to the big reward? Small actions have been so incredible in my life. I call them micro commitments. I also use the word baby step. My boyfriend does not like the word baby step because he's like, that's that's code for not doing any making major change. <laughs> so I have to use a different term. I, I call it micro commitments. But I but but in my book, you know, I, I had devote a whole chapter to just taking action, you know, stepping up, showing up, asking. Like, even when it terrifies you, even when you're doubting yourself, like just the the power in taking action and the hardest action to take is from zero to one, from absolute rest to getting any kind of forward motion or doing anything. And then like, once you've gotten moving, it's a lot easier to keep moving. And I talk about it. I, I totally geek out and I talk about it in terms of uh, coefficients of friction and in physics, it it takes a lot more energy to take to get something moving that's at rest to get it to start moving than it does to keep it moving. And that's because this coefficient of static friction is higher is higher than kinetic friction. Um, and so I, it's the same thing in our lives. You know, the, the, the friction in our life is doubt. It's uh, fear. And so it takes a lot to get moving past the initial fear to get moving. And once you've got some forward momentum, it's a lot easier and the fear subsides. Love that. Love that. Lauren, we're going to be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. So Lauren, you mentioned your book. It's called The Developer Playbook. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about why you chose Playbook. You know, the Playbook, it it really is a step-by-step guide on how did I get ahead? How did I stand out? How did I build my value and really become my own best advocate for myself? And it, it's not theoretical. This is, this is exactly what I did step by step. Here are the real world examples. I'm peeling back the curtain, telling you this is what it looked like behind the scenes. And then here's the results that I got as a result of it. Um, and so, that, so it, that's why I chose Playbook because it's not just, it's not theoretical. It's literally, this is what I did. And that's what I love about you. You're action oriented. And I know women listening around the world are going to have very particular things that they can put into practice. So to that end, how do you become your own best advocate? Because you you talk about that in the book, right? How do you look out for yourself and, and also advocate for other women? So, so number one is taking ownership of it and realizing that it's not enough to do good work in a silo and expect someone to notice and get ahead. Uh, I learned a hard lesson very early in my career that that you can't just do good work and expect to get ahead and get noticed that people have to who influence your career, they have to know you and they have to know the work that you do. And yes, you can 
roll the dice and hope that you get lucky and someone notices. But really, it's, it's up to you to make sure that you're getting noticed and that people know the work that you're doing. And so I'm very, uh, I'm very intentional about making sure that people know the work that I do. I, I, I'm regularly sharing out on my social networks um, and also internally and talking about the work that I do. And then I'm paying it forward. I, I'm making sure that I am amplifying the message and, and, and making sure my, my, my colleagues, uh, men and women alike are, are, are being promoted as well. And that also comes back because then they, they see you doing it for them and then they'll amplify your message as well. I love the word amplify. And you know, it's interesting because I, as a coach, I hear this, perhaps you've heard it as well on your journeys where some women say, gosh, I just feel so conspicuous. If I put myself out there, that's not humble enough. And you know, my response is look, humility, humility, right? You need to get out there and with humble confidence, talk about what you do. And I think you do that so elegantly. You've earned all of these accomplishments and you share them with strength and self-confidence. So what do you say to that, to the woman who's stuck in humility mode? Oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And at first it felt icky for me, uh, you know, to put something out there. And then I started seeing how other, you know, reading other people's posts, for example, I, I just won an award for being a, a leading woman in tech. And I, I own the award. I said, you know, I'm honored to be one of 25 top women in tech leaders honored with XYZ award. And, you know, thank you for, for the nomination. I'm honored to be uh, considered um, in, in a nominee. And then, it, and I, and I got a lot of great response to that. I just owned it. And then someone else who was an honoree gave this long post, you know, about everyone else. And then it was, and I'm humbled and honored to also have been in the pack. And I'm like, why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You know, it, it made me, it, I, I came across with this line that maybe she doesn't own it um, or yeah. doesn't deserve it. Um, you know? And so many times men are like, yeah, I did that. Um, and I've sort of adopted the same mentality. I did it. It's a fact. I am I am relaying a fact to my network. I won this award. Here, here you go. Here's here's what went into it. And so I take the same approach uh, to, to my social and sharing out what I did, you know, whether it's in a retrospective at work, talking about the work that I did. I, I talk in terms of facts. I don't I don't attach emotion to it. It's very factual. I like that. I also think it's an interesting opportunity for us as women to reframe. You know, I earned that. I worked really hard to achieve that, right? Nobody gave it to me. Nobody handed it to me. I worked really hard. Reframing is key. You know, so many times, you know, if we're getting into cognitive behavioral therapy here, you know. You got it. It's the, it's the thought that, hey, I don't deserve it. And it's like, yes, you did. You did the hard work. Stand up and own it. And, and this is your moment. Um, and it doesn't have to be icky. It can be something as simple as, you know, a, a photo that you're sharing a, of the award or, or your project that you read or a good book or some volunteer service you did and just state, Hey, I had a great time working on this project. Here's what we did. Boom. And it doesn't have to be icky and self-promotional, like, look at me, look at me, but it can also be a powerful standing in your, your value moment by factually stating, Hey, here's the work that we did. I'm proud of the work that we did and give credit to everyone who credit is due and leave it at that. 
Well put, well put. So you also write about the importance of building your network before you need it. And again, I love that you're showcasing all the great work that you've done, that you do, that you've earned. How do we continue to build that network, especially, uh, you know, now that we're we're still kind of stuck in this hybrid world of we're starting to get out into the world in safe spaces, but much of what we're doing is is online. My network has exponentially grown since I have been in the pandemic and, and working exclusively remotely. I've worked remotely for the past five or six years, um, but not everyone else did. Um, and so remote was normal for me. And so now that everyone else is remote, I've just, I have so many more meetings instead of having one event on, you know, an evening, I can have multiple meetings with different people. Um, and I, what I do is I, I just reach out on LinkedIn. I, I contact my heroes. I contact people who would be an interesting connection. Uh, for me, it's a numbers game. So I reach out a certain number of people are going to ignore me. Some people are going to have some disgruntled response, but a couple of the right people are going to say, yes, I'd love to meet with you. Let's coordinate a time. And that's how I've exponentially grown my network. I I've made micro commitments, just meeting a couple people at a time. Um, and then, you know, pausing, I talk about the, the importance of a pause uh, and taking care of yourself and then wash, rinse, repeat and build my network again. That's brilliant. I love it. Wash, rinse, repeat. And, you know, thank you for also saying very clearly, look, not everybody's going to respond and that's okay. Do the math and then move on to the next person. It happens to everyone. I mean, even me, I mean, I just wrote a book and I, I still get ghosted by people. Um, it, it's not something to take personally. And I'll tell you, at first I did. Um, and then I realized it's just like dating. It's just like finding a job. Networking is a numbers game. Excellent advice. So Lauren, as we wrap, I know that you are so passionate about helping to bridge the gender pay gap. What can all of us listening, women in the career world do to move that needle? Are there any action steps that you would want to leave us with today? Yeah, so the number one thing is you need to know your value. Um, it's not an emotional thing. It is a hard factual item, exactly how much you're worth, how much companies are paying for you, what's your value in the marketplace. And, and the other flip side is knowing where you have leverage, where you can fill a unique need and can negotiate up a premium. It starts with knowing your value. And this was the number one thing that, that really flipped the switch for me was knowing exactly how much I was worth and how much I could get paid with, with other companies. And that really helped me stand in my own value. Oh, that's awesome. Lauren, I learned so much from you. What a joy to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing time with me today. And I wish you continued great success. Thank you so much. Hey, I want to mention the name of your book so everybody listening can get out there and, and buy it. It's called The Develop Her Playbook by Lauren Hassan. And you have very kindly also shared your website, which is developher.com. And you've got some extraordinary resources there. Anything you want to share about that? Yeah. So we talked a lot about value. I have an award-winning online salary negotiation course that teaches women step-by-step -step exactly how I negotiated and when I talk about knowing your value, I've done all the value research for you. So I tell you exactly how to figure out how much you're worth and how to answer answer the tough the tough questions that you get asked in a salary negotiation. And women have earned as little as thirty thousand all the way up to eighty thousand dollars more in a single negotiation. So I'm I'm very proud of the, the work that I'm doing there. Well, I am deeply grateful, Lauren. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. 
And if you like the show, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And even better, leave a review. But let me let me tell you why. This helps new listeners find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.